Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, November 22nd, 2019, and as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order. You're probably going to want to go ahead and get an early start on the margaritas since next week is Thanksgiving week. It's here. Just real quickly, to everybody who likes to bitch about we, 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 we bring Christmas on too early, it, you're, you're running out of time to give me shit. All right? It's here. Next week is, is Thanksgiving. A week from today is Black Friday. People are going to be tackling each other over toasters. It is here. Happy fucking holidays. You got to admit, it's the most glorious time of year. You know what I'm saying? Any hoodles, like I said, it's Friday. You made it to another week. Time for some margaritas. So you can sit back and enjoy this stupid podcast. With a stiff drink in your hand. Now, this is the point in the show <clears throat> where I, I play a little clip of the Beatles' birthday song as we in, intro into the birthdays of the day, which then lead us to the um, song of the day. Well, there appears to be an issue going on between the Beatles and my podcast platform, Anchor. And none of the Beatles songs are currently available to be embedded into podcasts. So uh, I'm hoping that that's a temporary thing. But as of this week, I do not have a song to take us into the birthdays. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive into them. Sans musical interlude. Happy birthday to Tarzan the Ape Man. Rodney Dangerfield. Billy Jean King. Little Steven. Jamie Lee Curtis, and Mark Ruffalo. Also, on this date in 1968, ironically, and don't think this was lost on me, the White Album was released. So, in honor of that anniversary, today's song of the day is going to be from that album, and it's going to be Obla Di, Obla Da. Seems kind of weird not to have the Beatles taking us into the birthday song, uh, the birthdays, uh, because... Uh, They've been doing it every week since I've had the podcast up and running. But we got to let Anchor and the Beatles work out whatever problems they've got. I'm sure we'll find a substitute if they cannot work out their issues. Now, as I do every week, let me give you guys three reminders for the people that are finding me for the first time before we get into a brief conversation about the NFL, and then we'll get into the stories of the week. Uh, reminder number one, uh, you're, this is not a podcast, it's not a professional podcast, it's amateur. It's literally done on my phone. Just getting into this, I, thinking about expanding into a studio somewhere in the house, maybe next year, but I'm having fun with it in, in amateur form right now. So it's not edited and mixed, it's not done in a stu- soundproof studio. You're going to hear background noises. Somebody might walk up to the, the front door of the house and you're going to hear my dogs bark. It's kind of meant to be that way in its current state. It's meant to be like the two of us sitting on the deck, shooting the shit, okay? So don't freak out if you hear background noise. Second reminder is, I do have music, as I just just discussed. I have an intro song. I I had a song that took us into the birthdays. I have a song at the end of every podcast called the Friday song, or that I call the Friday song. And then I have a song that during the football season that takes us into the football segment, which you will hear momentarily, but only if you are listening on an Anchor platform. 
If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or anything else, you're not going to hear the podcast as it was intended with the music. Go to anchor.fm if you're on your computer. Download the free Anchor, Anchor app if you're on your smartphone or tablet. It's all free. You get my podcast, dozens of others. I don't get paid to do this. I'm not making any money. I'm only telling you so that you could hear the podcast as it was intended to be heard. Okay? And reminder number three, if you can, if you can and you have time, swing by my website, TomPowellJr.com. That's TomPowellJr.com, where you'll find all things Tom Powell Jr., but most importantly, you will find a link on where you can purchase my first book, which is entitled A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead, which is available in paperback and ebook formats, once again, at that website. Uh, I've been doing a lot of writing lately, so keep your eyes open. Uh, on my social media platforms, which I have links to at the website for my second book, which is entitled The Devil's Lettuce, Debunking Anti-Marijuana Myths and Exposing the Failed War on Drugs. That'll be coming out as soon as I get it wrapped up. I am working feverishly on it. I promise to have it to you as quickly as humanly possible. Also, real quick reminder uh, for the holiday season, if you want to be part of the giveaway you got to get to my Facebook page. It's the only place I do the giveaway. Not on Instagram, not on Twitter, nowhere else but Facebook. Go find the Powell Entertainment Company on Facebook. Give the page a like or a follow. First week of December, we are going to, I, I am going to have a couple of giveaways. I'm going to be giving away copies of that book, paperback copies of my book. I'm going to be giving away copy. Uh, 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 some of my concert ticket bookmarks and I'm going to be giving away the brand new 6 by 6 inch Tom Powell Jr. Show Peace, Love and Tacos window sticker which you can also purchase at TomPowellJr.com I'm going to be giving a few of those away for the holiday season Alright, with that being said let's cue up a little football music and get into a little NFL discussion make my picks for the week so that we can get into the topics of the week all right, last week was by far my best week of picking so far this season. I went 12-2 and two with my picks last week, which brings my year-to-date total to 96-61-1. Not too shabby. Could be better, but not too shabby. Last week we saw um, a lot of issues. A lot of issues. we got to start briefly discussing the the very serious problem that the NFL has with their pass interference rules. Okay, you guys have, have, have rightfully, I believe, allowed coaches to challenge pass interference or non-call pass interferences, and you're fucking it up. Absolutely fucking it up. Uh, things that are blatantly pass interferences that are being reviewed your guys aren't getting right on the field. You need to fix the problem. I don't know what the solution is, but you guys are the billionaires and the millionaires. You guys are the smart ones, so fucking fix it because you're screwing up the game. You're pissing off a major contingency of your fan base that is getting sick and tired of the fucking zebras blowing calls, okay? Just wanted to throw that one out there just in case anybody from the NFL happens to listen to this podcast. Also this week, we saw Adam Vinatieri of My Beloved Colts become the all-time NFL record holder for most field goal attempts in history, surpassing Morton Anderson. But 
the most important Colts note of the week is they're back in first place. Now, this podcast is heard on Fridays. I record it Thursday during the day. Last night, for those of you hearing it on Friday, was the Colts-Texans game. I'm going to be in a good mood right now because I don't yet know the result of the Colts-Texan game. But I am hoping the Colts win that game because the Texans are the ones on their heels for the division lead. And so I'm hoping that you guys are all waking up to a podcast where Tommy's actually really happy because this Colts put even more distance between themselves and the Texans for the division lead this late in the season. Go find me on Facebook tomorrow. I might be a tad fucking salty. I don't know. We're going to have to find out later. But my, my official pick this week is the Colts, even though I don't yet know the outcome, and you're going to hear this podcast after the outcome. Last week, we saw also saw the Vikings come from 20 points down. They were down 20 nothing at the half and, and win, and, and it's a great accomplishment. It's a great accomplishment. I'm not taking anything away from the accomplishment. What I'm saying to the Vikings fans is, calm the fuck down, Okay. Calm the fuck down. It, it, it's the first time somebody's come from 20-0 in the last five years. Okay? But it's not the be-all, end-all of comebacks. Let me just give you a little reminder of something the great Peyton Manning once did. And compare it to what you guys did. What you guys just did, what your beloved Vikings just did, is come, come back. Now, keep in mind, the Vikings are considered someone that can contend for a Super Bowl this year. Alright? They're that good this year. But you guys had to come from 20-0 down against a three-win Denver Broncos team in your building. Peyton Manning came back from being down 21 points with under five minutes to play in the fucking game on the road on Monday Night Football against the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and one of the greatest defenses in the history of the NFL. So, yeah, the 20-point comeback from halftime in your own building against a three-win Broncos team, well, hey, I give you the cred for making the comeback. Calm down. Calm down. It's not the be-all, end-all, all all right? What is the be-all, end-all is what's happening in Chicago, where I'm at currently. While I love my area, while I love me some Chicago... Oh my God, fucking Bears fans. Time to wake up, Bears fans. It is over. Not just your season, but your quarterback. First of all, the Bears missed two more field goals. They can't sign a kicker that can put it through the uprights to save their fucking lives. And and the shit part about it is, you had one. He's kicking in San Francisco right now. His name is Robbie Gold. You guys had a solid, reliable, never-miss clutch kicker that the city and the fan base loved, and you let him go to San Francisco so that you can bring in a parade of the most disgustingly unqualified kickers that this game has ever seen. Your entire season cost got, caught, got ruined by a kicker last year, Doink. Doink. And now, your boy can't fucking hit anything. 
And then what happens at the end of the game? They pull Mitch. And I don't give a fuck what the, the, the official story is. He was not pulled for a hit. He's pulled because it's over. It's the beginning of the end of Mitchell Trubisky. And it's time that the Bears fans realize that. It's over. The coach, no bueno. The GM, no bueno. The, the, the quarterback, a no bueno. The only thing that the Bears have going for them, the only two things that they have going for them, is that they play in one of the greatest cities on the face of the earth, and they have a phenomenal fucking defense, as always. It's what the Bears have always been known for since the beginning of the time. The beginning of time. They are the defense kings of the NFL year in and year out. They're right in the team picture. You don't want to face them. Always. But even this defense cannot keep them in games anymore. I mean, the defense that got Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl where he proceeded to get waxed by my beloved Colts, that was a defense that could keep you in games. That was a defense that could go out and win you games. Not the one that, that you got now. The one you got now is good, but it's not great. But, alas, we have to touch on the final topic of the week before I make my picks in the NFL world. And that would be the Brown-Steeler melee. Okay, Here's the way I view the Brown-Steeler melee. First things first, that was the most insane thing I've ever seen in my 47 and a half years of watching NFL football. I've never seen anything like it. I've seen all out Donnie Brooks and melees in, in obviously hockey, in baseball, even in basketball. And while there have been some fights in the NFL, the most recent notable fight that I can think of would be, uh, uh, well, I'm forgetting his name now, you're going to have to forgive me. Andre from uh, the Houston Texans getting into it with the cornerback. Um, sorry, the name escapes me. I haven't, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen a helmet ripped off of a player and then used to bash that player in the head. So here are my takes quickly on that melee. The Steelers quarterback, Rudolph, got out of hand. He was getting a little handsy on the ground with the defensive player, should have never been trying to pull his helmet off. So in, in a way, he instigated this fight. But that does not forgive Miles Garrett's actions. It just doesn't. The fact that Miles Garrett took off Rudolph's helmet and then bashed him in the head with it, in my opinion... It means that Miles Garrett should never step on an NFL football field for the remainder of his life. I'm sorry. There is zero place for that in the NFL. Zero. That shit wouldn't even be tolerated in hockey. So, him gotta go. Him gotta go. And everybody's ripping and moaning... Uh, ripping and, and tearing into the, 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 uh, the Steelers player who then tackled the Browns player and began punching and kicking him. Yes, he needs to face severe punishment as well, which I believe he has. Uh, but he, his quarterback just got bashed in the skull with, a fuck, with his own fucking helmet. Yeah, I think I got that dude's back. You know what? 
everybody pitch in and pay his fine. Everybody, calm the fuck down, okay? All right, with that being said, let me go ahead and give you this week's picks. I already told you that my pick for last last night's football game was the Colts. Hopefully that proved to be true. The rest of this week's winners will be the Bills, Bears, Steelers, Browns, Falcons, Saints. I'm taking the Eagles to upset the Seattle Seahawks, Lions, Raiders, Titans, Patriots, Packers on Sunday night, even though they're in San Francisco, I just got a feeling the Packers are going to go in there and do it, and I got the Ravens going into LA Monday night and beating the Rams. All right, with that all being said, what the hell's been going on this week? Well, first thing I want to say this week is... um, a heartfelt thank you to all the people who uh, I'm friends with or follow me on, on, on social media, specifically Facebook. Uh, my Facebook family has tagged me in or sent me the link for the article uh, for the marijuana company paying people to smoke weed uh, at least a dozen times this week. Um, and I appreciate y'all looking out for your boy. I really do. I find it amusing. It's great. It's funny. Every time I get it, I'm not even mad. I get the link and I'm like, look at this, everybody. Okay, I get it. Thank you guys. I have heard of it. If you guys out there have not heard of it, what it is, is there's a company called American Marijuana, which is paying people $3,000 a month to smoke a variety of marijuana products and give feedback. It's a work from home position. They'll mail you various marijuana products. In the form of bud, vapes, CBD oils, edibles, all kinds of different products. They will mail them to you. And what you have to do is you have to make videos of you opening, you know, unboxing the product. Here's how it came shipped. Here's how it opens. Here's how it looks. And then testing the products. And then give your opinion and feedback in blog form. And for this, they're paying $3,000 a month. And uh, I'm... I guess my reputation precedes me for being a lover of the sticky icky because, as I said, everybody keeps sending me the link. And it's, it's fucking great. I love it. But if you guys are interested, go find American Marijuana. They, it's, it's, a, it's a real job. Now, you have to submit a written letter as to almost an essay as to why you think you should get the job. Uh, they would prefer a short video so they can see what you look like and hear your voice and, 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 and things of that nature uh, as, to, as to why you're the person. They want to have copies of all the links to check out all your social media sites. And yes, I think that I would have the, the platform. I have the podcast. I've got a decent following and listenership on the podcast. I have a decent following on the Facebook page, moderate followings much less than Facebook, uh, that, uh, on Instagram and on, uh, on, um, uh, sorry, on Twitter. I have my own YouTube channel. I have my own website with my blog. Yes, I am currently writing a book about marijuana. Yes, I was interviewed by my local newspaper. 
Yes, I spoke uh, at great length at my village board, uh, with my village board to discuss the, the allowance of uh, legal marijuana, recreational marijuana sales in my town. I, I believe that I would be the kind of person they're looking for if not for the way I look. I, I, it seems to me they're looking for a little bit more visually attractive people. And as I've told you guys a million times, the reason why I do podcasts is because I have a face for radio. And what I don't think is that they want a gentleman in the upper 200s as far as the weight class goes with a full gray beard uh, looking into a camera and, and, and pimping their products. If I'm wrong and somebody from American Marijuana hears this and says, hey, that's exactly what we're looking for, an old hippie deadhead that spent four years living out of a tent and has been smoking marijuana for 34 years, who already has his own infrastructure set up to get the word out via blog and, 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 and videos and social media, then yeah, give me a call, all right? Give me a jingle. Shoot me an email. Tom Powell Jr. at TomPowellJr.com. I'll talk to you about the gig. No problem. But I just don't think I'm the kind of guy they're looking for. So I do appreciate it, though. I really, I truly do. Everybody sending me the link. And, and keep watching out for your boy. I appreciate it. I really do. Having said that now, let's move on to the elephant in the room this week, and that would be the fact that next week, as has already been mentioned, is in fact Thanksgiving. It's here. Turkey Day, baby. Time to engorge yourself. With Thanksgiving approaching, I wanted to briefly touch, as I tend to do, on the do's and the don'ts of the holiday season, of this particular holiday. Let me touch on the don'ts first. The Thanksgiving don'ts, in my opinion. Don't fuck with the menu. Thanksgiving is a very specific menu, and it is a widely accepted menu. I understand that people have begun to fuck with uh, menus on both Easter and Christmas. I'm not a fan of fucking with the menus of tradition, but if you want to fuck with menus, start with Easter, then move to Christmas. You don't touch Thanksgiving, okay? You don't you don't put a rack of lamb or a crown roast or a ham on the table at Thanksgiving. You don't do it, okay? The primary course for Thanksgiving has always been currently is and forever will be turkey that's it now you can have a debate on how you prepare the turkey some people like to go that deep fry route whatever the case may be we can have a debate on how to prepare the turkey but it's fucking turkey period it's not up for negotiation This is not a negotiation. It's a notification. It's turkey. I prefer mine in the oven rather than deep fried or grilled or smoked. I want mine in the oven. Old school. Basted. Butt stuffing. Turkey in, stuffing in the, the turkey. We call it butt stuffing around here. So don't fuck with the menu. The menu is quite simple. Turkey. Two kinds of stuffing. Stuffing that's inside the bird and then a separate pan of stuffing because they do taste two different ways. So you got turkey, two different kinds of stuffing, corn, rolls, mashed potatoes. Now, acceptable are cranberries, 
yam slash sweet potatoes. Maybe even some asparagus, if you so choose. All acceptable notions. Not, not a fan of them, I'm not going to eat them. The primary core ingredients are the turkey, the stuffing, the corn, the mashed potatoes, and the rolls. Boom, 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 boom. No, it's not ham and roasted potatoes. Never has been ham and roasted potatoes, and it never will be ham and roasted potatoes. Okay? It's not. So your first and foremost in the don't column is don't change the menu. Don't disrupt the football game. It's just simply a no-no that has to occur. It's not Thanksgiving without it. So don't disrupt the football game. Don't eat breakfast. That is a rookie move. Oh, we're going to get up and eat some breakfast. And then... Nah, uh-uh. You starve until dinner. But, Dad, Dad, my blood sugar's dropping. I'm getting the shakes. Have a slice of cheese. you got to save yourself for dinner. Which brings us to our next don't. Don't worry about going overboard. Not in the least bit. It's Thanksgiving. Okay? One thing that, that drives me nuts about the whole dieting world is that people think that it's a 24-7 thing. No. You have to understand when to turn it on, when to turn it off, and when to just put it out of your head and make exceptions for a specific given event. Thanksgiving is what it's what, what the exceptions are made for. It's Thanksgiving. Don't worry about going overboard. Do what you got to do. Don't worry about going overboard. Don't be the person that tries to learn how to cook on Thanksgiving. If you haven't learned how to cook before Thanksgiving, you don't get to learn I just posted a meme about this the other day. You don't get to learn on Thanksgiving. Go over there in the corner, open the cranberry sauce, and then take your ass to the living room. Okay? The only people that are allowed into the kitchen are people that actually know what the fuck they're doing on Thanksgiving. Which is precisely why my wife cannot die before me. Can't do it. Can't do it. Not allowed. Not allowed. Not only because I have absolutely zero clue how to make any of this shit. But on top of that, her version of it is fucking bomb. It's phenomenal. So, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, okay? Don't try to learn how to cook. On Thanksgiving. You're just going to fuck everything up. You're going to ruin a perfectly good holiday. And. Key, key among them. You're going to ruin a holiday. That's based around food. And I understand the holiday. It's, 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 it's a food based holiday. I don't want you learning how to cook. On my food based holiday. Uh-uh. No. And speaking of food-based holiday, one last don't for you in, in, the, in the don't column. Don't fuck up the pie. 
What I mean by this is not the making of the pie. Some people buy their pies at the local grocery store. Some people buy their pies at the local pie shop. Some people bake their pies. However you go about getting your pie, I don't fucking care. What I'm talking about is the cutting of the pie. Now, this is where I direct my comments towards a specific individual. A specific member of my extended family. Specifically, my sister-in-law, Lisa. She knows what I'm talking about. The people inside the family know what I'm talking about. Okay? Listen up. You don't just start cutting a man's pumpkin pie all willy-nilly. This is an inside joke amongst the family to everybody listening that uh, I like to bust my my sister-in-law Lisa's chops about because a few years back she decided to cut the pumpkin pie and she just started cutting these tiny little fucking slivers. And I mean, like what? A, A finger, maybe two fingers wide slivers? Of, of, of my pumpkin pie to start handing yeah No! You don't do that. Okay? Listen, I understand that you can't cut a pumpkin pie the way that I normally cut a pumpkin pie. But you don't go down to Sliverville either. Okay? First and foremost, the properly sliced pumpkin pie, like your, your Baker's Square pumpkin pie, regular size pie, right? That pie, if cut properly, is four slices. You cut it down the middle, you cross it across the middle, bam, everybody gets a slice, four people. If we got to buy 12 pies to make this happen, we do so. However, for the holidays, I'm willing to reduce the size of each slice in half. So you take one of those quarters and you reduce it in half. That's not what old girl did, though. Old girl took that one quarter and turned that into nine, 12 pieces. Like, my heart, like, stopped. And if memory serves, I think it was my other sister-in-law, Michelle, that saw the malfeasance occurring and actually stopped her and said, are you insane? Did you just cut his pie that way? And then I come around the corner and go, what do you mean? We cut my pie what way? And then I see the pie. I was like, no, no! No, 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 I wasn't ready. Don't fuck up the pie. If you don't know how to cut pie, you wait for someone to hand you a slice. All right, I'm going to stop being pissy about that. Let's move on to a couple, just a couple of do's for the Thanksgiving. My first do is seize the food moment. As I mentioned before, this is a food-based holiday. And I told you, don't worry about going overboard. That leads me into the first do. Seize the food moment. This is a day to celebrate food. It is a day to fill your gullet with some of the best food you ever will. Seize that. Seize the living shit out of it. Do watch football. As I said earlier, it is not Thanksgiving without football. Go Lions. They're playing the Bears this week. Or on foot this year on foot Thanksgiving. Go Lions. 
Speaking of other do's that involve Thanksgiving television, do watch Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. It's a must. It's an absolute must. It's as much of a must as the Great Pumpkin is on Halloween. So do yourself a favor and watch Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. And finally, do watch WKRP in Cincinnati's Thanksgiving episode, which is, without a question of a doubt, the single greatest episode of any TV show ever aired in the history of television. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Oh, there has never been a single standing episode of any TV show ever made that, that, that measures up to that one episode. Single greatest ever. And if you've never seen it, you don't know what I'm talking about, or if you've heard about it, but you just still haven't seen it, you have to go see it. You have to. Look it up on YouTube, pull it up on a computer, do whatever the hell you've got to do. Find it. There's a video of it out, out there somewhere. You have to find it, and you have to watch the episode. It is one of the best episodes. It is, it is to this day, these decades later, side-splittingly funny television comedy. Absolutely fucking hilarious. Now, as we head into the Thanksgiving week, and if you find yourself the person that has to be the one to prepare the Thanksgiving turkey, but funds are tight, you don't have one yet, and you find yourself either visiting or living in America's drunk uncle, which is the state of Florida, well then, somebody down there in the state of Florida has got your back this Thanksgiving. Somebody down, down there wants to give you a free turkey for your Thanksgiving meal. The three locations of the Cheetah Gentlemen's Club, located in Hallandale Beach, Florida, Pompano Beach, Florida, and West Palm Beach, Florida, will be handing out 3,000 turkeys this coming Monday, November 25th at 11 a.m. The Cheetah Gentlemen's Club locations, three of them, Hallandale Beach, Pompano Beach, and West Palm Beach. If you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I have an extremely enormous amount of fun at the expense of the state of Florida. And this is about as Florida as I can possibly imagine. Strippers, turkeys, and Thanksgiving. I want you to go down. If you are in one of those cities, I'm being dead serious when I say this. Dead serious. Even if you have a turkey. If you're in one of these cities, I want you to go down and I want you to get a turkey from some of the gals at the Cheetah Gentlemen's Club. Cook that turkey for Thanksgiving and then I want you to film your conversation at the Thanksgiving table with your family as you explain to them that you got that turkey from the strippers down at the Cheetah's Gentlemen's Club. And I want you to post it to my wall on Facebook. Because I want to see that shit. Grandma, you like that Thanksgiving dinner? You like your good turkey, right? 
I got that turkey from Candy down in Cheetah's Gentleman. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Florida. Leave it to Florida, right? Leave it. There's strip clubs all over the country. Ain't none of them coming out to have their strippers hand out turkeys next Monday other than the Cheetah's Gentleman Club in Florida. Once again, I salute you, state of Florida. <clears throat> the gift that keeps on giving. America's drunk uncle. Florida. Love it. Since we're on the stop... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> See? It's not edited. It's not. It's real. If we were sitting on the deck shooting the shit, I'd cough and I'd have to stop my conversation. So... Since we're all about food this week, heading into the biggest food holiday of the year, I want to send a message to one of my favorite, dare I say my favorite, of the fast food chains. That would be Taco Bell. If anybody from the hierarchy of Taco Bell happens to come across this podcast episode, please heed my words when I say this. Y'all motherfuckers need to stand down. Stop with the nonsense. In an attempt <clears throat> to compete with Chick-fil-A and Popeyes in the ongoing chicken wars of 2019, Taco Bell's actually testing out chicken strips. They're testing out these chicken strips in Houston, Texas, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio. And nothing could be more wrong than this. That is not what you are for. That is not what got you to the point where you're at. That is not what separates you from the crowd. You are the taco joint. You are where I get to go to get a taco or a burrito. Stop, okay? Are you going to compete with Burger King and McDonald's by putting burgers on the menu next? No. And conversely, if anybody from listening listening is listening from Taco Bell, who might say, well, what about Burger King? They put out tacos. Right, and I think it's the goddamn abomination. Taco Bell, you need to stand down. Nobody's taking their drunk ass to Taco Bell for chicken strips. And you're not even competing with them because they're selling chicken sandwiches. Stick to what you're good at, man. These fucking fast food places have got... You have to stop acquiescing. Acquiescing? Acquiescing. First day with the new lips. Sorry. You have to stop acquiescing. God damn it, I said it again. I ain't even going to try to say it a third time now. You know what the hell I'm trying to say. I'm not even going to try. And I don't give a shit how hard you're laughing at me right now. Stop giving in. There you go, bitches. Stop giving in to the dumbest people in our society. That's what, that's what happened that caused McDonald's to have to start doing salads. Right? Stop it. Tacos, burritos, shit of that nature. You know, Nachos. 
stick with that. Perfect the crunch wrap, okay? And since we're still on the topic of food, and I just brought up another fast food chain, which would be McDonald's, let me take, take a moment to ask you, can we all please, collectively, as a society, stand up and offer a collective salute to the hero we didn't ask for, but the hero we, we deserve? The Nugget Hero. I'm sure you guys have heard this some way, shape, or form. There's a gentleman by the name of Cody Bandarchuk. Bandarchuk? Bandarchuk? I don't know how to say your last name. Cody, I don't know. Sorry. Cody lives up in Alberta, Canada, and he has confessed that for two years, a two-year period, that he worked for his local McDonald's, he snuck an extra nugget into every 10-piece nugget he ever made. That, that's a beautiful thing, folks. Cody, I salute you, brother. Now, I get it. Technically, it's theft. And I'm sure the McDonald's Corporation is none too happy with his recent revelation. <clears throat> but nonetheless... You have helped millions of people. Every parent that ever went to that drive-thru to get an order of nuggets for their kid, <clears throat> and then their kid found an extra nugget, well, you just helped that parent out on that day. Every drunk or stoned individual that ran through your drive-thru to get a 10-piece get a to satisfy their munchies, and then found an extra nugget in there. Boy, they had a good night. I'm telling you right now. So I think we all owe Cody a round of applause and a heartfelt salute for being an everyday hero and slipping extra nugs into uh, 10-piece chicken. If any of my local McDonald's workers are listening, Cody's a hero. Cody's a goddamn hero. Now, don't do it to the local McDonald's that are owned by the local family here in town because they're a good family, and I hate to see that happen. But the ones that are owned by the other people around here that are close to us, you know, slip an extra nug in there. By no means do I ever want to harm the family that owns the local McDonald's here in town proper because they are, they are a damn good family. But you got one of them corporate stores around here and you work for one of them? Shoot me an email. Let me know what time your shift is. Swing by, order a couple of 10-pieces. You know what else? How, that, how else that helps? You order a 10-piece for somebody else, whether that be your partner, your friend, your child, and you bring that into the car and you find that extra nug, then you know what? The driver gets the extra nug, right? The person buying, you still got your 10, and this one's for dad. Like I said, the hero we didn't know we needed we wanted, but we sure as hell needed. But he doesn't come close to the hero that's going to be the star in the in my last story for this week. 
a gentleman that needs a little bit of a salute. Now, this may sound petty, and it's not something I would have done necessarily. But I, I think it needs to be mentioned because, uh, wow, it, it, it's noteworthy. It, it truly is noteworthy. There's a gentleman by the name of Todd Pelkey who lives in Westford, Vermont, and he's been having an issue with his local town board. Todd owns an automotive recycling business, and his business is located in a neighboring town. Has been for years. He's been trying to get his business located in his own hometown of Westford. He has some land. He's been trying to get a permit and approval to build the proper facility on his own land to be able to run his business from right there in his own hometown. And for 10 years, he's been fighting the village board on this. 10 years. There's been complaints from people that say it's, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to ultimately end up being too loud. It's going to be an eyesore. It's not what we want in town. Regardless of whatever the arguments against it have been over the years, after 10 years of fighting his village board to try and get his business moved into his own hometown, they have finally told him for probably the last time, it's not happening, get over it. But he didn't get over it. No, he did not. Todd took matters into his own hands. And what he did was he commissioned a statue. He spent $4,000 to have a giant hand giving the middle finger carved from a 700-pound, or, or, or uh, uh, sorry, carved from a large piece of pine. It was actually whittled down to be a 700-pound block of pine giving them of a hand giving the middle finger and he proceeded to put this statue on top of a 16 foot tall pole on his property and aim it towards his town it's once again not what i would have done I've got better things to do than spend my four thousand dollars on a giant middle finger. Seems like it can fall into the category of damn you petty. But you got to give him points because he wanted to send a message and he sure as fuck sent one and he did it in a manner that the village couldn't fuck with him because it's not a banner and it's not an advertisement. So therefore, they can't force him to take it down because the village ordinance does not ban the erection of statues on one's property. So they can't force them to take it down legally. They would have to change the laws in town. He really thought this one out. And he gave a giant middle finger to his entire town for the 10-year battle he's been waging over the location of his business. Sent a giant middle finger. I, listen. Would I want to live next to the middle finger guy? No. Would I even want to see the giant middle finger as I drove through my own hometown? Prominently displayed. 
no matter what direction it was facing within my town. No, I wouldn't. But God damn. You do kind of got to hand it to them. In, in, the, in the realm of sending your local elected officials a message, my man kind of takes the cake. I once had an opportunity or an, an idea. I have a neighbor that lives behind me, not directly behind me. The guy that lives directly behind me, ironically, is the, they share the same name. The guy who lives directly behind me and the guy who kind of lives kitty-quarter behind me share, have the same name. They're both named John, right? And the guy who lives directly behind me is a good guy. We, have, we laugh, we have no problem, no issues with one another whatsoever. The kitty-quarter guy, the kitty-quarter John, is a fucking lunatic. Absolute fucking lunatic. Had nothing but issues with the guy for years. Yelling and screaming matches over the fence, the whole shoot match. But a big portion of my fence, even though I have a guy that lives directly behind me, the way the property is set up, a big portion of my fence, and I have a six-foot-tall wooden privacy fence, faces directly at Psycho John Jardin. I, I at once was thinking about putting all kinds of signs and banners on that fence aimed at him. Turns out I couldn't do it for Village Ordinance. But I'm wondering, now I think I'm going to have to look up what the statue ordinance is here in town and see what they say. Because, uh, that could be a message well sent. <laughs> Granted, I'm not going to spend $4,000, but who knows? Maybe a, uh, maybe a weather vane on the top of my shed giving the middle finger that, uh, that could send the right message. I'll have to think about that one. But in the meantime, I do want to stop and, and say hats off to you, Mr. Pelkey, Todd Pelkey of Westford, Vermont for going a little above and beyond in sending your village a message. Above and beyond. Way to go. Hats off to you. I appreciate the chutzpah. I have respect for the balls you show in that moment. And nothing says Thanksgiving spirit like flipping your entire town the bird with a giant statue of a middle finger. Reminds me of a story from when I was landscaping. Real, just real quickly. I literally this just popped into my head. Uh, I was doing uh, commercial landscaping for uh, a company, and I had several sites around the southwest suburbs of Chicago. And uh, one of the sites was in uh, a town called uh, Bolingbrook in the far southwest suburbs, and. Uh, what we had to do is we went in for, when new home builders built a new community, we went and we, we, we did the initial landscaping on each property. Sodded the property through a little landscape package in the front of the house, dropped the parkway tree in the parkway, and called it a day, right? And then as the community continued to develop, we would continue to, to landscape houses, but we got to see what the people that moved into the houses we had already landscaped did to change their landscape or add to it or whatever the case may be. And in one instance, on one of the completed blocks... Uh, somebody was trying to do something with their landscaping that the people that lived behind them kept bitching about was uh, that they didn't want to see and kept going to the homeowners association or the homeowners board saying it's not allowed for the rules and, and stopping this guy from doing whatever it is he wanted to do. So what the guy wound up doing, no shit, I can't make it up, hand on my kids' lives, what he did was he bought 
a what I what had to be probably a 15 to 25 foot tall by about 25 to 30 foot long, maybe even longer than that, statue, golden statue of a moose. Big ass moose. I could walk up to this moose and stand upright under the lower jaw portion of the moose. It's how tall the thing was, right? With plenty of room, plenty. Like I couldn't reach up and touch the bottom of the jaw. And he put this thing in the middle of his yard towards the back of the yard with the ass of the moose facing towards the neighbor's house that prevented him and complained about what he wanted to do with landscaping. It was phenomenal. Now that I come to think about it, I don't think it was landscaping. I think it was a fence. He was trying to put a fence around his property and the neighbor kept bitching about it. But regardless, he bought a giant fucking moose and he put the ass of the moose facing his neighbor's house and they couldn't do anything about it. And we would get a kick. I was, would take pictures of it. Whenever my boss would come down from the, the far north suburbs where the, the main office was to do tours of the sites, I would have to take a picture. And you got to come see this moose, boss. Check this out. And then give the backstory on it. It was, it was fucking great. Phenomenal. Reminds me of this shit. Or people that go out of their way to paint their houses a different color when their homeowners association says you can't do this and you can't do that. God, I love that stuff. Absolutely love it. So I salute you, Todd Pelkey. Hero. Legend. They'll be writing songs about you one day, Mr. Pelkey. <laughs> anyway, listen. Before I give you my usual send-off, let me give you uh, a couple of quick notes, if I can, please. Uh, number one, there is not going to be a podcast next week. It's the Thanksgiving week. It's Black Friday. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to record one on Wednesday. I'm not going to do it on Thursday. So we'll see you two weeks from today. I want everybody to have a good Thanksgiving. Forget about the Tom Powell Jr. show. Eat your turkey. Remember the do's and don'ts of Thanksgiving. And just have a good holiday. I also want to say if you're going Black Friday shopping, which I am adamantly opposed to, don't be a dick. Don't act like an uncontrollable subhuman piece of shit to save yourself a little bit of money on a materialistic thing for Christmas. It's not worth it, all right? Having said all of that, that's all I got for you guys this week. As always, stay grateful. Now enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.